Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. This is Mock. Got my boys, Albie and Timmy, with me. Um, full disclosure, we this is actually going to be a re-recording. We uh, we recorded a podcast a little early, tried to get ahead of the game a little bit uh, while we had some time. But there's been a ton of trades, including uh, trade NBA trades that affected the draft coming up. And uh, so we, we got to re-record again. You guys okay with that? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, definitely, because everything we said last time, none of it is relevant anymore for the draft. Yeah, so we, we pretty much wasted a good 35 minutes last week or a few days ago, but it's okay. Um, before we get started, let's go ahead and give a quick shout-out to Derek Shaw. So today's episode of the Six Pennies Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Farmers Insurance and Derek Shaw. Get a home, life, and auto insurance quote today. Derek is eagerly awaiting your call for a free consultation. And also, Farmers gives a huge discount for homes with new roofs. So if you're interested, just check out his Facebook page. It's at facebook.com slash Derek Shaw Insurance. That's D-E-R-E-K-S-H-A-W Insurance. And he can also be reached uh, on his cell phone at 214-729-6462. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, Today, it's going to be a pocket change Thursday, as you guys know. Uh, So this is chance for us to just take a couple of the questions that we actually just recently got from our most recent prize giveaway and uh we just throw some pocket change on it uh kind of see what sticks and so today we got a couple questions first one comes from our friend jed lee and he asks who our favorite prospects are for the nba draft and kind of the best fit for each rookie so i figured we could just kind of go through the list real quick and and kind of see um see where the discussion takes us so there's a big trade. Um, I guess we can talk about that first. Albert, you want to detail what the trade was? Yeah, so uh, it happened over the weekend, I think Friday night, Saturday morning, but it wasn't announced official until Monday of this week. Um, but basically, high level, Boston sends their number one overall pick, which was something they were hoping to get for like three years. They ended up trading that away for Philadelphia's number three overall pick, plus a future first rounder, either from the Lakers or the Kings or or actually even from Philly. But basically, that guarantees that Markel Fultz, who is a consensus number one pick, is going to be going to Philadelphia. Okay, so Fultz, most likely 100%. It'd be a shock if he didn't uh, end up in Philadelphia. Timmy, as our resident Sam Hinkie number one fan, how do you feel about that trade? Hinkie... Hinky knows, man. <laughs> Hinky is the man. Um, he did all these things that everyone doubted for a couple of years, two, three <laughs> years. Actually, not even that long. It's like three years. And he ended up with Embiid. He ended up with Ben Simmons, a number one pick overall. And now another number one overall pick, Markel Fultz, who seems like he's going to be a perfect fit for that team, right? Because he can play a little bit off the ball. He can shoot. He can, um, he, can, he can do a little of everything. And I think he's definitely better for them than... Um, than some of the other guys that, that they could have taken it. So three. do you think this is a move that Hinky himself would have made if he was still around? Absolutely. I think Hinky would have done that <laughs> immediately. Uh, wow. I mean, his whole goal is to pick up those those young studs. And this those is the trans- best way to yeah, do it. those transcendent type players. And Markel Fultz, I mean, for all intents and purposes, kind of looks like, you know, a mix between a Brandon Roy, D. Wade type of player. And they also didn't give give up that much all, all they had to give up was um this protected pick or heavily protected picks which are you know they had acquired from 
awful deals from other teams anyway, like from the Michael Carter-Williams deal. That's how they got that Laker pick. And then the Sacramento pick was from the salary dump for uh, for Stauskas a couple of year, or last year or two years ago. So, I mean, they, they made all the right moves and they were rewarded. So Philly fans can rejoice. Yeah, I mean, we'll touch base on this a little later, but I kind of agree with Timmy's premise that Philly wins this trade. Do you not agree, Mock? I just don't know. I, I don't know if this is... We should be celebrating Hickey right now, or or if he's quietly kind of weeping. Like I don't know if he would have made this trade, honestly. What um, else would he have done? You but think he yeah, would have just kept collecting. Yeah, I mean, like there comes a time, right? There's a there's a tipping point, and he got to the point where there were too many picks, too many too many assets, and now they're gonna trade it for this legit. I think Markel Fultz is legit. He's gonna be a ten time All Star type player, and so wow. I think. I think this is a great move. I think Hinky would have done it to answer your question. And, and I mean, like, even if there's doubts about folds from other people, it's still getting the number one overall pick. And if you can do that without giving up that much, you got to do it, right? Like uh, the Chris Weber, Anthony Hardaway trade. I know you know about this mock. I mean, they gave yeah. it like three extra number one picks or something to get it to go from three to one. Um, so this is not that high of a price. But at the same time, then I, I guess the Celtics didn't really miss out that much because they think that they're still getting the, the player that they want at number three. They don't have to mess around with Isaiah Thomas plus Markel Fultz. So it seems like it, it might have been an okay move on both sides. Yeah. Well, I guess it, you're right. You guys are right. It all boils down to how good you really think Markel Fultz is going to be. And if he is going to be this transcendent type star, then 10-time All-Star, then yes, this is for sure uh, a great deal. And... I, I just don't know. I don't know if I see that quite yet. He's, he's not even... Um, I guess I, I like other people on the board a little bit more, but we'll, we'll touch base on that a little later. So so 76ers are pretty much guaranteed to go with Fultz at number one. They're already posting pictures and stuff with... Um, oh. Hey, hold, hold on. Is there ever Has there ever been a time when somebody has committed to a player in the draft, like at number one, and then changed their mind at the last second? Because that would just be hilarious that might be a hinky move <laughs> that would just mess everybody else up because like the lakers committed to ball and obviously the celtics think they know who they're going to take it would just be so strange if uh, if they just changed their mind at the end yeah well, I, I, so, think, so, I think the okay. fact that boston kind of rates markel fultz as a, as not the number one pick basically he said you know danny age said that the player they want is already gonna still gonna be available there at number three the fact that they're evaluating Fultz this low makes me think that Fultz is going to be amazing because Danny Ainge as a drafter is terrible. And so I think <laughs> is he terrible. I think he is, man. He's a great trader. Um, but did, you, did you listen to the, to the Simmons podcast yeah, I, today I, or yesterday? Yeah, I, I listened to it. And I mean, Bill Simmons and his dad made a good point. It's like Danny Ainge outside of the Nets deal and then, you know, getting KG and Ray Allen that one year. He's been terrible at drafting outside of Avery Bradley. Their their youngest. That's not. Their young. That's their not young, what the point. That's not what their point was. I mean, I don't want to get into Bill Simmons' point, but I'm just saying Danny Ainge as an evaluation of young players out of college. I wouldn't really agree with what he thinks, and so the fact that he's rating Fultz so low makes me think that Fultz is actually going to be legit. But let's let's go ahead and move towards you know the rest of the draft, like number two at Lonzo Ball. Do you guys think? Yeah, so we'll go back to that. Uh, we'll go back to kind of the trades and with Boston Philly. But yeah, number two, Lonzo Ball. That c- covers uh, another question we got from Stephen Wang. 
just asking overall about Lonzo Ball and unfortunately uh, our thoughts about his dad as well, LeVar Ball. But go ahead. So Lakers, are, you think for sure going Ball? Yeah, I, th- I think it was already like 99% that they were going to get Lonzo Ball just because the fit is so perfect. And I'm sure Magic Johnson kind of sees a little bit of himself in Lonzo Ball. But I would say now it's 99.999% after the move today, <laughs> right? With D'Angelo Russell going to Brooklyn, it kind of opens up that point guard position. And it's kind of perfect now for them to get Lonzo. All I can say is... Uh... Poor Jeremy Lin in Brooklyn had his shot, got hurt all season, and now D'Angelo Russell's going to take all his minutes. What is I, what is the appeal of D'Angelo Russell? Can you guys enlighten me? Because I think he is a great terrible. Question. Yeah, I think he's terrible. I think we need to ask our LA guy over there. Uh, I mean, D'Angelo definitely has talent, and he is he's pretty good. He's also 21 he? years old, and he was the number two overall pick. And I think there's a pretty good track record of guys taking a little bit of time to develop sometimes when they're that highly drafted. Um, but I think that most people think that he still like definitely has a chance to be a good solid rotation player uh, in the future, like potentially like maybe all-star level at some point. I don't think he's that great, but I, I mean, he's, see it. I definitely, I, he's, I def- he's 21. I definitely don't see all-star level, but I will say this is a great move by magic Johnson. Like they got rid of D'Angelo I mean, let's say he ends, up, yeah, he ends up being okay, but whatever. I think Lonzo Ball is better. But the the prime piece here is getting rid of Mozgov's $56 million contract. Like, that is amazing. I can't believe Brooklyn took that on. I mean, Brooklyn needed to make a deal like this, though. Like, they have no, no young players and no assets at all. <laughs> Panic move. And, no, and, I don't think so. I think and this is Brooklyn, really for the future for Brooklyn. Yeah, but Brooklyn gave away their pick. In addition, number twenty-seven though. That's I mean, if you got to give away number twenty-seven, that's that's fine to get a twenty-one-year-old who could be really good in the future. I think that's worth it. Rome wasn't built. I think it's a win on both sides. Uh, I think it's a huge win on the Lakers' part. But let's obviously it's a win for the Lakers too. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's move on to uh, the rest of the draft, Mock. All right. So, uh, real quick, you want to touch on Lavar Ball a little bit for Steven's sake? I think LeVar Ball's cares about that guy. career career arc, yeah, his career arc kind of peaked about a month ago, so I don't think he's a factor anymore. And I think like his fifteen minutes are up. Yeah, and if he's really gonna do something, Magic Johnson can just look him in the eye, and then that's it. Like it's over. <laughs> Let, let's hey, take if... it from the Father's Day anger real quick. So if you were <laughs> nice. LeVar Ball, would Dad you do pod. all that? Yeah, would you do all that for your son? Like, would you pretty much make yourself a laughing stock for the sake of your son to kind of give him more press? Um, you know, kind of any news is good news on that front, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you were thinking about it that way, then then yeah. Uh, I don't have the personality that LeVar does, but if you're tell- telling me that I just had to make a fool of myself and my son would get all the press and uh, be all hyped up, then yeah, let's go for it, wouldn't you? Wait, what kind of personality do do, do you have, Timmy? It's not not that kind, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Mark, would you do it? I don't know. So my main thing is, I don't know. Like, you don't it's... love your son? <laughs> that's a different question. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just seems like he's doing it a lot more for himself than he. Because I mean, obviously, everyone knew Lonzo's talent with without with or without Lavar's input, right? Um, you know, everyone knew he's gonna be 
a top lottery pick this year. Everyone saw kind of his game. He could shoot. He could pass the ball. Um, he could run the court. And LeVar just comes in, and, and if nothing else, I mean, I, I credit him for being a distraction. Um, so it takes away from people maybe faulting Lonzo's game or Lonzo's shot or stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I don't I mean, know. I don't, I don't know, though. But uh, would, they, would he be hyped as much? Like, would he be a trending topic on Twitter? Would people be talking about him on all the sports talking head shows if it weren't for LeVar Ball? I think so, because he's UCLA, so? too. So that L.A. Dang. connection is always there. And, and I think even with before LeVar Ball really started opening his mouth this much, they were already talking about Lakers taking him, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it seems like kind of fate that he's going to end up there at number two. Uh, but number three now the Celtics. So who do you th- who do you guys think that they're gonna take there at number three? Who did they want uh, kind of above faults? So I'm kind of gl- I'm kind of glad we're re-recording this because uh, for those who you know didn't get to listen to our previous version, I was really really high on Josh Jackson and nobody has listened to our previous version <laughs> for the for the past <laughs> I guess five six days I've been really into the draft and i've been looking into these players reading stories articles things like that and josh jackson just can't shoot he can't shoot at a 10 feet so like if you were to ask me this question last week i would have said josh jackson josh jackson for sure but now i i think it's gonna be tatum i think he's gonna be like a he's gonna be like a paul pierce light and you know boston loves paul pierce that's a huge jump up for Tatum, like where he's slated to go, right? Like Tatum's slated to go maybe seventh or eighth, seventh at Z Wolves or something like that. Um, that would be big. That would be kind of shocking. What do you think, Tatum? Uh, I mean, Josh Jackson apparently hasn't worked out for the Celtics yet, though. Yeah, they, um, I, he I has don't think not. that he he like hasn't hasn't allowed it to happen yet because they haven't given any assurances that they're keeping the pick or they're going to take him or anything. So yeah, I, I have to say it's not him. I, that's what I originally thought too, but. Uh, I mean, outside of those guys, though, I mean, who else is going to be? If they're not taking Fultz, or if they didn't want Fultz, that means they don't really want a point guard. Correct. So it's not going to be like Darren Fox, right? Yeah. Um, so I, it, it might be Tatum. I think there's some people who think he's the third best player in this draft anyway. I think wow. he's the most NBA-ready player. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I so. Think the, he, the, I think he plays kind of ugly, like Blake Griffin. Yeah, I mean, so the the brilliance of this draft, right? They're saying this draft is like what the best since ninety eight or ninety nine, like one of those years. But the the top nine picks are really the top eight picks, in my opinion. The reason why people are so high on this draft is because the floor is a lot higher than usual, right? But if we're talking about ceilings for these players, I mean, Tatum's ceiling would be lower than Josh Jackson's. But I think right now. Yeah because Boston is in this win mode and then there's all this LeBron news going to LA, I think Boston might start going for it for real. So they might get like a Gordon Hayward and team him up with a, with a Tatum. So Man, I've, going back I feel to like the I Boston. thought about Gordon Hayward in like four days. <laughs> going back to the so Boston and Philly like, trade. So many other quick. players. Yeah, do you guys think the fact that their current team makeup with Isaiah Thomas, did that have a lot of bearing on that trade? Like, if Isaiah's out of the picture, right? Um, like, did they pretty much choose Isaiah over Markel? Is that what happened? Yeah, I mean, in my so. opinion, yeah, the, my initial reactions I sent to you guys was, you know, if Isaiah Thomas didn't exist in this world, that Markel Fultz would easily be a Boston Celtic on Thursday. But 
because he's there, because he just had a great season. And I like Isaiah Thomas. It's just, um, you know, he's like Timmy hates on him all the time, but he's 5'8", and he's almost 30 years old. Are you going to give the guy $200 million? It kind of seems like they kind of pigeonhole themselves yeah. to do so, right? Like yeah. they have to at this point. Yeah, they have to. And I think, um, I think maybe at this point, because Boston is kind of a weird sports city. Like they're very, their fans are very loyal, and Isaiah Thomas is almost like a, a folk hero to them right now. And so maybe, right. maybe they're kind of like the front office is. You're right, kind of cornered into this position where they can't let Isaiah Thomas go. Okay, so we talked about kind of the top three picks for what we think. Um, let's just go outside of faults, maybe. Who do you guys think is the top prospect? Uh, Timmy, what do you think? Well, as you guys know, I don't really watch much college basketball, but I did some research on Draft Express before. I watched some highlights of a few guys. Uh, I, I like De'Aaron Fox. I think he's explosive. Nice. I think he's got kind of the Steve Francis thing going on, and um, it's pretty good. So he's like a big, like a big explosive kind of Russell Westbrook guard. Whoa. Is that wrong? Whoa, Russell Westbrook? Yeah, I just jumped from Steve Francis to Russell Westbrook. Is that okay? Steve Francis was already a reach. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like we hear a Steve Francis comparison every single draft. <laughs> or maybe I'm just hearing him a lot recently. Uh, but my guy actually is a guy, his teammate. I, I'm really big on Malik Monk. Um, Malik Monk? Yeah, he's he's a little undersized of the two, but I think he I just see the it factor with him. Um, he he can shoot the ball, he can create his own shot. He's really good on the break, and he just kind of attacks the basket a lot more than people give him credit for. Uh, are there oh, any are there any other like really good undersized twos nowadays? Is JJ Redick? Is he undersized? He's like six four, six five. I I consider anything so under six six undersized. Because of Jordan, <laughs> yeah, he's like the definition of a shooting guard, right? I, I would, I would be a little worried about an undersized shooting guard in, in today's NBA, where everybody's so long and athletic. Like, yeah, it's a his, little worrisome. Six, his wingspan six, isn't six, great. But... Six six, one hundred ninety eight pounds, man. That's the prototypical <laughs> two guard right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was two hundred eight pounds. Two hundred eight pounds when he got to ninety eight, Jordan. It was 215 when he was a wizard, but before his, <laughs> before his first retirement, he was 198. Dude, Wizards Jordan was so underrated. He's over 200. Wizards Jordan right. scored 40, right? Yeah. Albert, who's your guy outside of faults? Um, I think I, I like Jason Tatum. And I, like I was saying earlier, I think the, the ceiling is not as high as like a Josh Jackson. Because people are saying Josh Jackson has the tools to be a Kawhi right. Leonard. But... He just doesn't have the shot. Kawhi, wow. I, I, Kawhi, he, Kawhi really didn't have the shot either his first couple no, of years. No, not at all. And he kind of he kind of worked with it. I mean, so the Spurs shooting coach is like renowned as the best shooting coach in the world. And so the fact that um, Kawhi Leonard has the liberty, has the luxury to to use him, and also he also has the luxury to train with Kobe Bryant. I don't know if someone like Josh Jackson has that you know, in his toll bag. And so uh, defensively, he might be close to someone like a Kawhi, some versatile defender, but offensively, I don't see it. Like if, Timmy, you said you talked about like watching all these videos on Draft Express, with Josh Jackson is basically just dunks. There's no shots, there's no moves, there's nothing. It's just dunking. 
He'll get, like, a like steal at half court and then take it all the way in for a dunk. Yeah. He kind of reminded me of, like, a, a, a little bit shorter, like, Nerlens Noel. Is that accurate? I think I think Jonathan oh, no, Isaac. Guy. That yeah. was Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, Sorry. Isaac is more like a Nerlens. Um, what about bus for you guys? Who do you think out of the top eight to ten players are just going to be a terrible bus? For me, it's Josh Jackson, actually. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> Very nice. Well, the thing is, uh, it's all relative to where you're taking too, right? So if you're taking a guy, Josh Jackson, he's slated to go, you know, top three, uh, maybe fall to four. But that type of guy, you need him to pan out to, um, you know, not just be a rotation player, but be like a top top guy or, or top two guy on your team. And so if I he's, don't know. I see him as a complimentary player. If he's, if he's drafted in the top four, would Buss, in your opinion, be defined as not making an all-star game? Yeah, okay. for sure. Gotcha. What about you, like, Timmy? I would probably say one of the big white guys, like Mark Hannon or Zach Collins. I just feel like there's too much, like, Kaminsky, Cody Zeller, Tyler Zeller potential there. Why, I, why really are you so racist, Knicks, man? Get, I'm hoping the Knicks somehow trade get out of for here, some man. reason and, and replace him with, with one of those guys. It'd be hilarious. Get out of here. Um, Speaking of the Knicks, I have a feeling who your guy might be, Albert. Who do you think? Yeah, I think, I think the French guy, Frank Nilatinkina or whatever, um, I think yeah. he's a bust. So they're, the, he's actually in the French finals right now it's like best out of five and his team is tied at 2-2 they just played so we're tuesday night he just played on monday night and he logged 14 minutes zero points two assists <laughs> and um he's gonna be a top eight pick in the nba draft are you kidding me like he's definitely gonna you're just hoping you're just hoping that he's not the number nine pick i really really hope he's not number nine i want dennis <laughs> smith jr to be a maverick um but my biggest bust is for sure Frank. But Frank is so long and lanky. He, he could be the next Giannis, right? You guys missed out on him once. You can get him now. Just Let's just miss out on him again. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but the long arms, the wingspan. Um, okay, so that's that pretty much covers all the dra- NBA draft stuff we have going on. I'm going to go ahead and turn this over to you, Albert, because I, I hate to be like the old guy sitting on his lawn telling everyone to get off his – telling the kids to like – shut up and get off his lawn and stuff, but I just can't keep up with all these NBA rumors and trades right now. Like, I feel like the NBA offseason just started, and if this is, like, the most exciting part of the season, it's kind of a condemnation on the NBA season, regular season, I mean, playoffs, right? I mean, it is. Like, we, we all agree with you, Muck. Like, this one-week span of the offseason since the Warriors, ever since the Warriors won the finals, beat Cleveland 4-1, to Till today, like it's been the most exciting week of NBA. <laughs> so sad. Like I can't even get excited about it till maybe July first when when teams can actually sign people to deals. But I'm just hearing all these rumors. And I'm just like I don't want to listen to this. But go ahead, take over, man. Okay, let's do this. Um, so we we briefly touched on Boston and Philly, the the trading of the one and three picks. Um, do you think Boston is going for a a bigger angle here, a big picture. Maybe they're getting that number three pick uh, and maybe trading that away to get like a Paul George or Jimmy Butler. What do you guys think? I Paul George would be huge. I just feel like if they were going to do that, they probably would have done it already, like at the trade deadline in the regular season. Um, Boston, Ainge, I, I agree with you. Uh, back when you said 
kind of his drafting status as a GM, and I just don't think he's that good at at overall talent um, coming into the league. And it just seems like he's hoarding picks just to hoard picks now. Um, at some point, though, you got you have to value like the actual players, actual tangible players, more than the potential of the picks. I feel like, and but he's not there yet. Do you think they're acting on the loser premise? And I say loser because they think that they have no chance while LeBron is in his prime and in the East. So they're just gonna just load up picks and just basically go for, push push out going for it, quote unquote, going for it until. You know when LeBron is either retired or maybe in LA. I really hope not. Like that, that's just horrible. I think that's what their. I think yeah. I think that's what their mindset is, man. And I think that's why I wanted to reiterate the loser mentality because I agree with you. That's terrible because honestly, Boston is a really good team. They're one piece away, and Cleveland. It looks like one piece away. Cleveland looks like they're about to like go in shambles. I think they're one piece away. Yeah, so, I think they're two pieces away. So a little, a little bit about Cleveland and Timmy. I want you to speak on this. So David Griffin, right, was working on these crazy trades, whether it's acquiring Paul George, acquiring Jimmy Butler, you know, using Kevin Love and parlaying him in a three-team trade. Like he was doing all this and preparing for the draft, not knowing whether he's going to get extended as the GM of the Cavs, and then Monday night he finds out that basically they're letting him go. How do you feel about that? I feel bad for the guy. Uh, I, did you guys read the, the Winhurst and McMenamin story about it? No, I didn't. No, what happened? They, they basically just said, like, it's been, it's been brewing now for several months. He's been frustrated because, uh, I mean, Griffin is paid way less than most general managers. He doesn't have much power. He doesn't have the long-term contract. And he's built a winner. He built a champion and <laughs> continued to add pieces there, even though they had, like, no assets. And he's got an owner who just, like, doesn't give him the, the autonomy he needs. So apparently yeah. these these last few days trying to get Jimmy Butler and some wild trades was kind of a last-ditch effort to show how aggressive he's trying to be to see if he can get that extension. And then uh, I guess Gilbert just decided it wasn't good enough and Comic Sans him out of there. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> I mean, it might just be me, but... This was his firing was actually the first time I ever heard his name. Um, what? Yeah, I, I, if you would have asked me who the GM of Cleveland was, I would have had no idea before a couple of days ago when he got fired, when he was all over the news. But uh, I always thought it went, everything went through Gilbert and LeBron. Like LeBron was pretty much their GM. I felt like. Yeah. So I'll, I'll briefly touch on this because you guys know I'm huge LeBron fan through and through. This is definitely a power move, power struggle between Dan Gilbert and LeBron. Everyone knows their relationship is not the best. In fact, they, they basically hate each other. And David Griffin, for all intents and purposes, seems to be like a LeBron guy. And if you read, um, if you read Gilbert's reasoning for not extending his contract um, in, in respect, basically just firing uh, David Griffin is because they didn't, they didn't agree on the future plans of the Cavs. Basically, to me, that means Dan Gilbert doesn't believe that they should go in this all-in win-now mode because he's thinking more towards the future. And that, to me, is retarded, right? Because you have this <laughs> transcendent basketball player on your team. I mean, LeBron James is not the greatest, but he's you know arguably a top five, top seven player of all time in his prime. And he and... Uh, David Griffin are on the same page. They want to win now, 
make all the trades. Why not, right? Because a championship means more than the number one pick four years from now. And so I think there was some disagreement there. And basically, uh, Dan Gilbert just said, you know what, LeBron, I'm going to fire your guy. And and now I think LeBron's family, who was very anti uh, the decision part two, you know, LeBron going back to Cleveland because they all hated Dan Gilbert. Now they're right. Basically, LeBron went to Cleveland knowing that Dan Gilbert is a terrible owner and now he's paying for it. And it, it's kind of like if LeBron were to leave, which is becoming increasingly more of a reality, he kind of has, no. has an out LeBron's now. Gone. Yeah, he kind of has an out now. He already brought the city the championship. If he leaves, if he leaves now, it's not his fault. It's Gilbert's fault. Seriously, I mean, it's, it's not even right. now. Is it's that, one more year. Is that the rumor? Is that the rumor now that he's going to leave? LeBron? Mark, it, it's been the rumor for like two weeks. Yeah. It's been the rumor since the finals ended is that it's, he's only got one more year and he's, he's gone. He's going to L.A. I don't, I don't think we know how much they hate each other. And I'm talking about LeBron and Dan Gilbert. And, oh, and that's why, like, he's, like you guys are both saying, the Celtics should continue going for it because LeBron is going west. And if he doesn't go west, he's going to a team that's not ready to win. Yeah, he's he's out of there. He's I think LeBron is gone too, Mark. And you know, I read everything LeBron, and I listen to everything LeBron, and it just seems like, like you're right, Timmy. This this rumor was happening during the NBA Finals, and then when Griffin didn't get extended, it kind of made this rumor into reality. Like he's gone. Man, we're breaking news for Mock. It's hilarious. I just can't see it. Like I said, like once the finals ends, like I'm not into NBA. For a long time. But, so. but Mock, let's let's say you, you let's put you in a Cleveland Cavaliers fan shoes, right? Let's say you're from Cleveland. I'm sorry, Gosh. but let's say you're Gosh. from Cleveland. Um and LeBron leaves the second time. I don't think you're gonna be mad. He already brought you a championship. I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, he already brought <laughs> you. Wouldn't be mad. No. Because at this point it's not LeBron's fault. If if LeBron is here wanting to win and Gilbert doesn't want to win, why would LeBron stay? He tweeted to David Griffin after he found out the news. He's like, uh, you know, even if nobody, even if nobody respects you or appreciates you, I do. We got us one. We got us one championship. It, it just made it sound like it's over. And he's, okay, so he's gonna go, go back to that question. How to, far do you guys think the Cavs are away with the current roster right now from being able to win it all? They're right there. I mean, they they were right there. Yeah, so so year, why does right? he? So why does he need to leave? Because at because at that owner. point, how do, you, how do you play for somebody that you hate? Yeah, at that at that point, he's in his mindset. He's probably thinking, "I've already brought Cleveland this championship. Let's try to win elsewhere." And yeah, his chances will definitely dwindle and and falter if he leaves Cleveland. But now there's talk of like Kyrie Irving. He wants to get traded because he knows LeBron and Dan, Dan Gilbert's relationship is on the rocks. So. Why would Kyrie want to stay? So that's that's another rumor, you know, like maybe. Oh my gosh, I Ky- can't believe this. So Ky- I don't know the, the other crazy thing is, you know, now that there's no Griffin, who's gonna who's gonna keep, um, you know, making the trades and, and making the moves necessary to have him continue to stay close? I mean, the rumor now is Chauncey Billups, who has oh, no they didn't name an interim guy stuff. yet. The number, the number three guy in the totem pole is the interim guy. I don't know his name, but Chauncey was brought in for an interview today. But let's, <laughs> let's say you were other NBA GMs or other NBA agents. Why would you want to work with Dan Gilbert at this point? <laughs> I don't know. This is just all really funny to me. Just <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe Cleveland's, or I can't believe Cleveland's 
talking about just combusting like this. Yeah, um, it's a lot has happened, Mog. I mean, welcome, welcome to NBA Twitter, man. Um, I don't believe I mean, it. I, I'm not gonna believe it until it's we. Let's, we, let's, already, we already talked about LeBron, we talked to Irving, and then uh, Kevin Love, too. They're saying they want to trade him for Paul George, or they want to trade him for, for something else. It's They're, they're done. Yeah, so let's, let's set this premise uh, before we go into other rumors, because, I mean, I could talk about LeBron all night, and I don't want to do that to you guys. But let's say you were any team. Would you rather have Jimmy Butler or Paul George? I'll start with you, Timmy. Um, I mean, Paul George is better. I know you guys like him oh. better, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty high on Jimmy Butler. I think he's, he's right up there, too. And Mock, I'm assuming you like Paul George? Oh, yeah. Paul George is a top six guy. Whoa, top, top six? six? Okay. Name the top five. Okay, top ten. Top ten. <laughs> okay, gosh. <laughs> right, he, he was going <laughs> to push Harden out, and then Ooh. he rethought about it. Gosh, you're no, so no, quick, no, man. Six is way too high. <laughs> But so if Tay, if Tay you were so He's if right. you were aligned the two players together, whether it's stats or anything like that, they actually average almost exactly the same amount of points, the same amount of steals and rebounds, and they are both twenty seven years old. The only thing is, Paul George is one hundred percent in the camp of joining L A. So if you were L A. right now, Timmy, would you trade for Paul George now? Give up? you know, your your draft picks and maybe a Julius Randle and or Jordan Clarkson? Or would you wait until the end of 2018 knowing that he's going to sign with you anyways? Well, it's the, it's the funny thing now is that Indiana has no leverage at all. So the Lakers aren't even offering much. They're offering this pick that they just got from Brooklyn, like 27th pick and their 28th pick yep. and like junk. That's all they're mm-hmm. That's all they're giving up. I don't think anybody's giving much for Paul George because they know that he wants to go to the Lakers. So if I were them, I would just continue just offering the poo-poo platter and not much more. Um, definitely not giving up the, their, their number two pick. Definitely not giving up Ingram. Um, I'd probably just wait. Yeah. What about you, Mock? Would as, as Magic Johnson, would you trade for him, ensuring that you're going to get him? Or do you want to risk waiting? And, you know, he may join Boston and love the Boston culture. Or join LeBron, win a ring, and then he can't leave after winning a ring, you know. So wait, which... wait, wait. You said if I'm, you said if he's Magic Johnson, if I'm Magic Johnson, I'd be, I'd be trading for him right now because I'm Magic and I need the starlight. I, I need the Lakers to be great this year already. Yeah, yeah. Mock. Uh, Magic has been super impressive since he's taken over. Um, I'm, I'm still kind of jaw dropped at that. Russell and Moscow trade to Brooklyn uh, to to have the foresight to cut ties with Russell that early uh, and I know everyone like his his greatest asset is his age. Everyone just says, "Oh, he's twenty one. He could still be good." When 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 he's when it's not there, it's not there, and he's not. Yeah, sure, he's really young, but is he necessarily going to be the centerpiece of of a good team? No. Uh, so he cut ties there. So I I don't think he's going to panic. I think he's in a really good spot now and. Like the announcement that Paul George just made about you know wanting to test free agency and and preferring the Lakers, was that even how was that even news? Like I thought everyone just knew that was going to happen anyway. But um, but yeah, you're right. Now for sure, Indiana has zero leverage, so there's no reason to really pull the trigger right now. Everyone knew kind of through the back channels, but it officially came out this past week. Um, Paul George, you know communicated to his agent to let everyone know that whoever trades for him it's just gonna be a one-year rental yeah 
So going back to uh, Jimmy Butler then, I, I think the tricky thing with Jimmy Butler, similar to Paul George, is that um, it came out today, he's not really interested in going to Cleveland. He, he'd rather stay in Chicago. I, that's... Is that shocking to you guys? Like, why would he want to stay in Chicago? Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, as of as of a few days ago, he said he wanted to push a trade to play with LeBron. And you're right, it just came out today that he wants to stay in Chicago. And I don't think it's because he's anti-LeBron or anti-Cleveland. I mean, he might be seeing this David Griffin, um, you know, Dan Gilbert thing, and he's like, maybe I should just stay away. But I think the thing is he wants to bring Chicago and that fan base back to prominence. And so, yeah, like respect to him. I don't think he's going to get it done, but I mean, he can he can try. Uh, the The latest rumor now, because Dwayne Wade just came out and said he's going to um, stay in, in Chicago. Yeah, opt in and his player option and stay in Chicago. So now the rumor is that Jimmy and Dwayne is going to convince Kyle Lowry to come to Chicago because Rondo is definitely not coming back. I hate these rumors right now. You go ahead, Timmy. I, 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 you, I, I didn't, so, I didn't so see Ma, that one. Ma, why, do you, why Kyle Lowry and not uh, Chris Paul? So Chris Paul, I think that's a that's another good segue. Uh, Jerry West just joined the Clippers as their lead consultant. And so Doc still is GM by, by title, but it seems like he's going to do whatever Jerry West wants to do. And it already sounds like Jerry West is going to let Blake, Blake Griffin go, but re-sign... Chris Paul, and that's for two reasons. One is, you know, Chris Paul is still a very good point guard, all-star level point guard. Two, Jerry West has an unbelievable relationship with LeBron James, and that relationship paired with Chris Paul, who is one of LeBron's best friends, can kind of swoon and, and get LeBron to L.A. And by L.A., I'm not talking about the Lakers, but I'm talking about the Clippers. Oh, my gosh. So where's Blake Griffin going to go? The latest rumor on Blake Griffin is that he's going to return Boston. return home and play with Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma. Come on, <laughs> it's not his home. He just went to college there. I mean, that's I mean that's big. College is big. Um, no, but I, but I, honestly, I've heard that. But I feel like that's people just just coming up with it. Yeah, that's that's there. probably just like people in Oklahoma wishing that. But I, who cares, right? Where Blake goes at this point, he's almost like. He's almost like a Dwight Howard to me. Like when Dwight Howard decided not to go and re-sign with LA and he, he went to Houston instead, it was almost kind of like the beginning of the end for him anyways. And so if Blake were to leave and get away from the limelight in LA, like who really cares about him anymore? Man, Blake, Blake just going to contort himself to some other <laughs> Nice. <team. laughs> Dwight Howard, by the way, traded to the Charlotte Hornets. Newsflash, for, yeah. Uh, for junk. What, what was he traded for? Poor guy, man. Dwight Howard has fallen off of a cliff. Third so, team in three years. Third <laughs> team in three he was years. traded for Marco Bellonelli. In the, in the bad plot. Yeah, like. Rockets, Hornets. Rockets, Hawks, and Hornets. Yeah. Um, it's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. I think Jordan Jordan just wants some star power, but he's getting Dwight like seven years too late. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the NBA Jordan's, is amazing. To Jordan's credit, Dwight was still the best player in that deal, and so and they got the higher pick too. So they got the thirty-first pick. So they moved ten spots up in the draft. But uh, yeah, but he cost twenty-two million dollars or something. That's, yeah, they that's got not money. Great. He's got okay, money. So how much? So we we talked about Jordan um, through the stages of his career. How, how much do you think he weighs now? He's about two <laughs> two forty-five, two fifty. I that's would assume. It? That's yeah. pretty good. 
Uh, the latest, the latest article article about him that I read was when he was turning fifty, I think, and he was very motivated to try to get down to two fifteen so that his current wife can see him at his playing weight. So maybe he did try to lose weight for the last couple of years, but I think he's ballooned back up to two fifty. All right, so let's let's go to the next next big rumor, and it's more like it's closer to home to you guys as Rockets fans. There's a lot of you know talk about Paul George and Jimmy Butler and Gordon Hayward and these these two-way swingmen that are perfect for today's NBA. Um, as a Houston Rockets fan, you guys are really only a piece or two away as well at maybe not beating the Warriors, but maybe definitely contending with them. Who would you guys give up and what assets would you give up for any of those three guys? Which three? George, Butler, and who? Gordon Hayward. Oh, Hayward. Um, Hayward's a free agent, so you don't have to give anything up. But we, we don't have we don't have money for him. I would love Paul George. Um, of course, you would. For the sake of your question, I'll entertain this rumor. Um, yeah. I just don't see it happening. <laughs> but yeah, I would give up almost everything for, for anything. For almost Paul. everything outside of obviously James Harden. Harden. So you give up Capella and Beverly? Yeah. And a first Capella, round. Pick. Beverly and Eric Gordon in the first. All that? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. That? You said you said almost anything. But they, they they also don't have any leverage right now. So assuming it'd be like a one year rental, like yeah, I don't think it would cost that much for us to get them. Um, I don't even think it would it'd take Capella and Beverly. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it. I think it'd be Eric Gordon. Uh, maybe Eric Gordon and Capella or something, and I, I would do that in a second too. It's, I think he's much—he's more gettable than Jimmy Butler right the, now. The deal definitely would be Eric Gordon plus a young stud plus a first rounder. What young stud? Do we have young studs? Capella. Oh, okay, okay. Plus a first, yeah. Right, let's, let's do it. Call it in. All right, all right. <laughs> so I apologize for everyone. This podcast did run very long, but it, it's what happens, right? When we talk about the most exciting period of the NBA season, Muck. Um, no. So we're probably gonna have to re-record this again tomorrow before before the draft starts. <laughs> I'm not recording anymore. No, yeah, we're not gonna <laughs> spend three hours on the NBA draft. But I will say um, to close, Phil Jackson wanting to trade Chris Stapps Porzingis now <laughs> with Michael Jordan and Chris, and Phil Jackson. Are they the worst basketball decision makers? Oof. I mean, not with Vladdy around. That's the true. Nets are pretty bad too. No, Jordan, Nets are Jordan. fine. Nets are fine now. I give Jordan credit for this Dwight Howard trade. I think it was a good trade for Charlotte. What? <laughs> okay. Anyways, on that note, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, we hope you guys enjoy the NBA draft tonight. We might do a, a reactionary live podcast and, and record that right after draft, and, and we'll see what happens. And remember to follow us on Facebook at Six Pennies Podcast and subscribe to us on iTunes.